Can I get an amen? amen? Let me start off with this saying. I just want to thank Pastor Mark for this opportunity. He, uh, he holds this area right here very uh, sacred. He doesn't allow just anyone to come up here and preach. And so I just want to give a shout out to him and honor him and, and say thank you very much for allowing me to, to minister to you guys this morning. <clears throat> and I'm sorry if I drink a lot of water. Um, we were at camp and I completely lost my voice and it's still recovering. Our winter camp was amazing. A big shout out to the youth and youth in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Love you guys. All right. So Pastor Mark, what, what? Now, hold on. I need a side note to this. Do not, I'm serious. Do not text me. I'm very serious. Do not text me. Thank you. I'm serious. Don't do it. I'll call you out. Um, <laughs> Pastor Mark also did something that's very rare. And again, in my privilege, he wanted me to continue his, his uh, a series on prayer. And, uh, and so I'm going to try to endeavor to get in the same ballpark of what Pastor Mark brings. He's anointed man of God who's fully submitted to him. And it's just amazing how he unpackages the word and, and creates such an environment for growth around here. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So the first, the, the topic is intimacy with the father, intimacy with the father. First, let me tell you a story about my dad and I, and why it's so important that we have to understand kind of all some of the outliers before we can get into the meat of things. <clears throat> my dad's and I relationship was pretty good growing up. Uh, he traveled quite a bit, but at the same time, when I was young, uh, we were used to work together. I was eight years old. He was a mechanic, and he would take me into his shop, and we'd work on cars together and change brakes and, you know, different things like that. I remember trying to lift up a tire one time, and I couldn't get it up very high, and he looked at me like, come on, boy, and I was like, all right, all right, I got this, and so able to put the tire on, and, and uh, he taught me a lot of different things, so we spent time together um, with that. As far as discipline goes, um, he uh, only beat me occasionally, <laughs> only when I needed it. The most swats I've had was 10. Okay, come on, Elizabeth. That's my sister. <laughs> she saw the carnage. Uh, it was uh, only when I needed it. I was, uh, how should I say, um, a very um, energized young man, if I could just say it that way. As far as love... Um, my dad did not grow up with a dad. His dad died when he was four, and so he didn't really know how to love a child. He never uh, was taught how to, to train up a child in the way that he should go and, and she should go. My, I have two sisters, if you don't know. Um, and so for him, it was very difficult. He struggled in that area of showing how he, to really love a child, which is different than maybe a way that you love adults. And uh, they require different things. They think differently. Each child is different. Uh, if you look at my children, Trey, which is sitting right over here. Hi, buddy. And he's super shy, super shy. And at the same time is the Energizer Bunny and has a ginormous heart for other kids. He is always constantly wanting to give toys and stuff away. And he's also constantly going, hey, can I borrow that? Can I borrow that? He's just got one of those hearts that's very tender towards people. Now, my other son, Stephen, who is currently my youngest now, 
Um, he is not like that. I would call his name. He'd run up here and wave hi at you all. He is completely different. And because of that, the personalities, we have to change the way that we relate. See, Trey sees love as me cuddling him and watch, maybe watching Netflix. Does anyone else watch Netflix with the kids? Yeah, it's good pastime. Especially the ones like Daniel and different, anyway, long story short. So, so holding him, Stephen, on the other hand, is wrestling. He likes to wrestle. He likes to go out and play. And, and so we have to treat them each differently. And so intimacy, <coughs> my dad and I struggled on the, on the point of intimacy. We really did. And uh, it wasn't until just recently, now that I've had grandkids, and for him, you know, we produced our, our obligation, gave them grandkids. Y'all know the y'all know the struggle. Y'all know the pain, and we produce our grandkids. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Produce our grandkids, and all of a sudden, you know, it seems like a new a new uh, portions of his heart has opened up. And so our relationship now is awesome. We have this awesome relationship now. We're, we're having a great time. Uh, if you uh, didn't know my full name, who knows my full name? Only a few of you guys. I'm called Pastor PJ. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Paul. Alan Hoper Jr. That is my full name, and it's that's PJ. And if you ever wonder why we call Trey Trey, it's because he is Paul Alan Hoper the third. He is the third, and so uh, that's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Don't you think it's cool? Legacy, legacy is awesome. All right. So there's three kinds of dads out there. There's the dads that just aren't there, just aren't there. You got some dads that aren't around at all. You got the second kind of dad who um, has got major dysfunctions, whether they're alcoholic or they abused you or did something wrong or they had some sort of major character flaw and that you may have been passed down that learned behavior. You guys with me? You still with me? That you've been passed down that learned behavior. And the third one is this. You've got the good dads. We call a category of good dads who did their best, Christian or not, did their best, uh, respected you, loved you, and trained you up the best they could. Can I get an amen for the good dads? Can I get an amen for the bad dads? Can I get an amen for the no dads? <laughs> They're just, you know, just without training, people don't realize how much that takes uh, a part, um, an issue. Now, here's why it's important, and this is why I set this all up for us. <clears throat> the way we see our natural dads is the way we project on our Heavenly Father. You guys with me? The way we see our natural dads is the way we project on our Heavenly Father. And so if we didn't have a natural dad, sometimes I've been around some people and they feel like the Father's not there. And if we had a a dad that abused us, uh, maybe sometimes we think, oh, I don't know if I can just go around my Heavenly Father because I don't know what he's going to do. And today we want to change that up for you. We want to show you who our, our Heavenly Father is and how he thinks of us. So we can boldly go to him and get what we need. You guys with me? Let's take a quick survey. Uh, Who feels comfortable talking with Jesus, like worshiping him, talking with him, and having a great time just being in his presence? Raise your hand. Nice, nice. Now, this is called a participation sport. This is actually a sport here. Uh, So just be aware. So let's try that again. Who feels comfortable talking with Jesus? There we go. Participation sport. Awesome. Who feels comfortable talking with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to guide you through your life and feel comfortable? Raise your hand. Okay, a little bit less, but still the majority of people. Here's the kicker. Who feels comfortable and talks to their father regularly about their most intimate portions about them? 
Did you see that hands? The difference in hands? The difference in hands? Uh, the different groups that I've asked that to have said about the same response. And there's like some disconnect that we have between our Heavenly Father and us. And today I want to try and help you break through that. Could I get an amen? amen. Okay. What's the deal with that? Why, why are we even addressing that? Well, the thing is, everything about us flows out of Him. Everything about us flows out of Him. What's the problem? If we have a, an, um, a wrong understanding of our Father, then we'll have a hard time receiving from Him. You guys with me? If you think the Heavenly Father's mad at you, guess what? Guess what you're not going to do? Hang around Him. If he's holding one of those smites that you hear about in the Old Testament, guess what? You may not go around him. You might be smited, you know, lightning bolt. The earth might open. Something will happen, right? You guys with me? You ever, you ever, has anyone thought about that before or just me? Okay. Whew, I'm not the only one. Whew, supplies to someone here. Okay. So here's the thing. We have to change this. The issue is, I think there's a desire that we want to have an intimacy with our Father, but I believe that we don't know, just like we haven't been trained. We have been trained, but maybe not the way the Holy Spirit needs to train us, uh, to have that intimacy with Him. And so we need to recognize that there's only a few ways about going about this. Uh, I wish there were a thousand different ways, but listen, there's only, only one way to the Lord, and that's through Jesus Okay? And it starts with his grace. His grace is one of the keys for changing that. Now, his grace is his goodness, his love that draws you. See, it says the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. He draws you to himself. Okay? The second one, the one that we're going to really be focusing on, is the renewing of our mind. We have to renew our mind to change our perspective um, the way we see him. Instead of having the perspective of the way we might see him, which may be flawed, we have to now step over, sorry camera guy, and look from his perspective at us and see that he sees us completely different than maybe even we see ourselves. And you'll find that in Romans where it talks about not even having, not even be able to judge our own self properly because our judgment is, a, is askew. We have to judge ourselves according to what Jesus has said, and not how we feel or think. You guys with me? Okay. If you're taking notes, make this quotation. It's not about your perspective of him. It's about his perspective of you. Can I get an amen? I'm going to say that again. I'm like the sink in for just a minute. It's not about your perspective of him. It's about his perspective of you. It's not about what you've done. It's about how he's made you through Jesus. We must believe how the Bible describes us. That's when our perspective changes. You guys with me? You have to see, and how he describes us is in the word of God. We have to see how he describes us and meditate on that and change the way we see that he sees us. Man, I'm, I'm hoping you guys are getting this here. Using some like three different words here. Describe the same thing. The way that he sees us, that way we can align our thought of him with his thought of us and come together. You guys with me? Okay. So, we must believe what the Bible describes us, that we are righteous, 
that we are loved, that we're no longer a slave to sin, but now we are to righteousness. We are bound to righteousness. That when God says he did it, guess what he did? It. Right? When he said it's done, he said it was done. Get her done. He got her done. He did it. You guys with me? Okay. Well, some people, and I don't know if you fall in this category. I certainly did. Some people feel like it's not done. Has anyone felt like the get her done didn't get it done? Anyone? Okay. So there's only like three unholy people in the house today. Okay. Awesome. You've never felt like Jesus Christ, he paid on the cross. Just, it just flowed right in. You never question that ever. Come on, let's be, let's, let's be real, real. Remember, participation sport here. That do you, have you ever felt like what Jesus said I was that I truly am? Come on. Most of us should raise our hands unless you're like Trey. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, sometimes I, I haven't felt righteous. Sometimes I haven't felt that the Lord took care of the separation issue between me and the Father. And this took many years for me to get over, and I'll tell you a little bit about my story here later and how I did overcome that. Okay, here's the thing, though. I've never, said, I've never seen in the New Testament that I don't feel close to God. You ever seen that? I don't feel close to God. Okay, how about this? Has anyone experienced this before? I don't feel powerful through the Holy Spirit. Has anyone felt that way before? Come on now, come on now. God was just, okay, I, I wrote this whole thing out, okay? I'm standing down here during worship. I'm like, Holy Spirit, speak through me, da da da, da. And he goes, he just checks me right there. He's like, it's not how you're feeling. I was like, junk, you just checked me on my own message. <laughs> it's not how you're feeling. It's about believing. You guys with me? Okay, come on now. Has anyone felt like fulfilling the Great Commission was impossible? Yeah, you felt that way. Did he say it was impossible? No, he said go and do. How about this? How about a big one? Forgiving. You ever felt like forgiving someone or you feel like not forgiving someone? Has anyone ever experienced that before? Yeah, okay. But we have to, right? Because God tells us to forgive. Participation support. God tells us to And we do that by faith. We believe God. Say, God, when I relinquish this, your, your stuff mixes with my stuff, and it's all good. I'm speaking in code for a reason because that's a whole different topic. All right. Or I feel this way or that way. Listen, did we receive Jesus by feeling, or did we receive him by faith? Are you sure about that? I'm about to back you up in a corner. <clears throat> did we receive him by feeling or faith? Of course we feel him, but we received him by faith. So why would we... Re- we relate to him any differently. You guys with me? Why would we relate to him any differently but by faith? <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. We need to believe how he describes us in the word and not rely <clears throat> on just our feelings. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. If you can't tell already. I'm trying to stir your faith up this morning. And I need to speed up or else we'll be here all day. And I'm not allowed to take all day. All right, can you see here? Okay, let's go. Uh, 11, Hebrews 11, 6. If you don't have your Bibles, 
uh, we can get you one, uh, not this moment, but we'll buy you one. Um, and if you uh, don't have your Bibles with you, we'll have it on the screen. It says this, but without faith, everyone say faith. faith. It is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe, everyone say believe, believe. that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him by faith. We have to do this. We have to approach God by faith. Uh, we have to approach him not by our feelings, but by the word and what he says. Um, the, the thing is, um, you ever had a misunderstanding before with people? Okay, so Eric Floyd and I go to the gym quite often. And uh, we were at the gym the other day. And uh, so we were working out. And this person, this particular guy was like, like, just mad. And I'm like, I'm like. This dude is just straight up mad. Like, are you mad, bro? And uh, and so, one thing though, <laughs> y'all are y'all are hipsters in here. You didn't even know it. Uh, so he's wearing these like wireless earphones that I've been looking at. And so I walked up and talked to him and said, "Hey, are, what kind of earphones are those?" And he went from to like, "Oh, hi, how's it going?" <laughs> Takes his earphones out. Yeah, these are such and such brand. And da 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 da. And I'm like, whoa. Like it was a complete shift of, of the person that he was. And in the same fashion, I believe that sometimes we see the father as like. And then we go and talk to him. You like that? Thank the Lord I don't have anything coming out, right? Uh, <laughs> we get into his presence and it's like, oh, whoa. Like you're a completely different guy than I thought you were. Like, you're amazing. You're like, you're awesome, bro. And he's like, yeah, bro, and gives you a high five, and it's, it's amazing. That's, that's gym, gym talk for you. Or, woo, if you hear that around, that's gym, gym speak for you. <clears throat> All right. So what is our foundation? Let's switch over to what is God, how does God see us, and what does our foundation have to be? Uh, this is extremely important. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to touch on this because it's part of our foundation, but I'm not going to go go through it much. The, the first point is this: we know He loves us. We know He loves us. You got to get that down first. You got to know that God the Father loves you. Okay, you're going to find that in First John four seven and eight. If you're taking notes, you can find that later. And everyone should know this one: John three sixteen. You guys with me? For God so loved the world. Who is God? Oh, for God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only son. So whose idea was it to begin with? You can make that extinction yourself. But I'm, I'm, what I'm proposing to you is God the Father said, I am separated from my people because perfect. I am perfect and nothing will survive around me that's imperfect. Okay? I'm perfect and nothing will survive around me that's imperfect. So I must create a gap, a bridge here, not a gap, but a bridge from the gap of imperfect to perfect. That he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Very interesting there that in that same verse and multiple other verses, you're going to see the love of the father that sometimes we just skip right over. Okay, the second point is this. 
And this is where we're getting a little bit more into it, more about us and not so much about him. He has made you perfect in his eyes. He's made you perfect in his eyes. You ever done something wrong and the devil accuses you? Oh, now, he, I mean, listen to this. He will leverage your relationship between your flesh and your spirit to keep you from God, to keep you from the Father. He leverage it. You're not worthy to go talk to your father. You don't have refrigerator rights in his house. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? You got that one friend's house, you walk in, you're afraid to get a glass of water because you're about to get smacked down or something, right? And then you got your other friend who's got full access. It's called refrigerator rights. You walk in there. Oh, you had roast beef last night. Oh, praise the Lord, right? Okay, refrigerator rights. The devil will tell you you have no refrigerator rights when you actually do, right? You see the tale of two sons. Remember that? A lot of people call it the prodigal son, the tale of two sons. The one son squanders it all. That's not us anymore. We're the other son. And the other son says, God, you've been holding back. And the, and the father says, no, I haven't. Everything I have is yours. You guys with me? Refrigerator rights, praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to take a drink. Chapter 5. Verse 21. <clears throat> For he, everyone there? Can I get an amen? If you're not there yet, you catch up with me here in just a second. For he, who's he? God the Father made him, who's him? Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us. If you guys aren't excited, that doesn't send a chill down your spine. Man, we need to get some Jesus shouting in here in just a minute. God the Father made Jesus Mr. Perfect to come down here, live a perfect life, and, and brutally get lay down his life in a brutal way. And he made him to be sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Who's him? Jesus. And also the Father, right? So let's look at the definition of righteousness. So if I'm usually preaching to youth, right? So righteousness. Everyone's like, huh? Oh, they're like, yeah, righteous. Yeah, bro. Righteous. If you haven't noticed, like the 60s and 70s are coming back. If you guys haven't noticed yet, keep your eyes open. They're wearing like jeans up to here. Okay? What's going on? They got like bell bottoms. I'm like, that's my whole pant leg right there. Right there. So the 67s come back. You say righteous, they're like, yeah, cool. Even the round glasses. Anyway. All right? You go in the kids section over here, and they say, yeah, you're totally righteous. And they're like, yeah, bro, totally righteous. And what are they thinking about? Finding Nemo, the turtle scene, where he's like, yeah, bro, totally righteous, awesome, woohoo, right? Y'all need to get out more. And then the second one, is the third is us, right? We say righteous, we've been trained now, we've been trained now to know what that means, but I'm going to tell you Webster's Dictionary. It says this, 
acting in according with divine or moral law. You're like, huh? Well, huh? Let me break that down. It says this. If you, you can Google this yourself. Okay? And the second half of that, there's a little, little double dot thing. What's that thing called? A colon, whatever. It says this. We, came, we went to the same school, so we both skipped the same day. It was amazing. We were out having a good time. <laughs> a colon here says this. Uh, so the definition of righteousness is free from guilt or sin. Free from guilt or sin. Now, I won't go, if you are struggling with that in your life, Pastor Mark has got an, an awesome message called Totally Righteous. Uh, Keith Moore, if you've never heard of Keith Moore, he's got a series called Righteousness. That's the one that started my process of me being set free to go talk with the Father, to go be with the Father. Is listening to Keith Moore's message over, listen, you can't listen to this stuff once. You had breakfast, you ate once, you're never eating again again? no. You eat three, four times, like six times a day for me. Brother can eat. All right, anyway, so go get a hold of his message. Pastor Mark's message. Know this, that you're free. You're guilt-free. Sin-free. In recording to our relationship with the Lord. We're free, open, access. You are now... You are now in open heavens. You are now in open heavens. Oh, I don't feel. Oh, snap. Let's go back. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Point number three is this. We must believe that he has justified us. This is the gate for us to enter into his presence. Now, Jesus is the gate. Right? You guys with me? This is the gate that Jesus, what he did for us on the cross, set us free from this. Then, guess what? In that righteousness message, it was so amazing. Feel free to fact check me anytime you want, okay? Like, get up in the Word and be like, I don't believe it. And you can be like, oh, junk, he's right. I don't believe it. Ah, junk, he's right. That's what happened with me and Pastor Mark. I was sitting back there in the back, and uh, he was talking about us no longer having a sin, um, um, like a dual nature, a sin nature. And I was like, yeah, right, Pastor Mark. And I started, name, like six scriptures came to me. Bam, 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 bam. What about this? And he would be like, hey, let's turn it here. And I'm like, dang it. So we go there and we read it. I'm like, he's right. And I'm like, well, what about the next one? And then I went to the next one and I read it in the context. He was saying, oh my gosh, he's right. We no longer have the dual nature. It's single nature. Our nature, our godly nature. You guys with me? Okay, first, uh, number three. Sorry. Rome, turn to Romans 5. Romans 5. Bear with me for about another 10 minutes. You guys good? Romans 5. Remember, believing that he has justified us is the gate. Romans chapter 5, 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Now, um, most of y'all aren't there. Are y'all there yet? I'll give you just another second. And here we go. Five, five. Therefore, having been justified. What? 
Romans 5.5. Five. Is it 5.1? Man, I messed up on my own paper. I told you to fact check me. I just wasn't expecting it to be that quick. All right? Golly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Guilt free. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guilt free. <laughs> That's the most amazing laugh. Whoever's laughing over there. Just keep going the whole time. I'm good with that. <laughs> Is that contagious? I was going to turn it into a Holy Ghost service. <laughs> All right, Romans 5.1. <laughs> oh, laughter is good for the soul, is it not? Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on here. Therefore, having been justified. When were we justified? Having been <clears throat> justified. We were justified when we received, when we said yes to Jesus. That's when we were justified. How were we justified? By faith. What did that produce in our life? We have peace. Watch this. Watch this. Mr. Perfect sent Jesus. Come on, guy. Come on, camera. Now to make you Mr. Perfect. So now you can go like this. By faith, I'm stepping into your presence. You guys with me? You see how this is freeing message? Okay. With God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, whom also we have access by faith unto his grace, which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Watch this. Believing in what Jesus did, Leads, leads to believing in the word and what he says we are, which leads to believing we have access to the Father. Amen. You know, you heard before, Pastor Mark said this, and if you believe that he hears you, he will grant you whatever you want. <laughs> it's all coming clear. All right. So what is our responsibility? This is point number four. I'm almost done here. Point number four. Hebrews chapter four. Hopefully I got this, this one right. <laughs> Hebrews four. And this is, this is a, not a recommendation. This is a request that I have for you. This is uh, a challenge. I learned um, just recently, well, a year ago or so, that when you challenge people, most people run, most people run away. So I don't want to challenge you, but when you inspire people, people run to whatever that inspiration is. And so what I want to do is hopefully not challenge you, but inspire you to take the step of faith. I'm not asking you to run. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Oh, dang. To take the step of faith. Hebrews chapter 4 verse uh, 14. This is faith in action. Faith in action. 
believing the word and what he says that we now are. Do you see now how we now have the perspective of not, oh God thinks of me this way, but now hopefully we start to believe and start recognizing and seeing that no, God sees us from this point of view and we now hopefully are matching up those points of view through the word. You guys with me? And what Jesus said we did. You guys with me? You all in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through, and that's an action. He did something, right? The heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast. That is an action. Hold fast. You're doing something. Hold fast. Our confession. What are we confessing? The word. We're confessing what he told us. That I am righteous. I'm holy. I'm guilt free. I'm sin free. I have a new nature. My old nature is dead. It's no longer that I that sins but that old dead nature. Hopefully I'm putting a nail in that coffin right now. Bam. Listen. Holding fast to our confession. The word. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but in all points was tempted as we are without sin. Listen, God knows the struggle is real. He knows the struggle is real. He's not lost. He's not saying, Ah, man, I just can't relate to you, bro. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, he knows the struggle is real. You guys with me? Okay. Let us therefore, oh snap. He knows the struggle is real. He's assuming we've made those steps of saying, this is what Jesus did for me on the cross. I'm going to hold to this confession. Now I, everyone say I, I, am going to take a step of faith. Let us, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly into the throne. Let us take a step of faith. And the faith is, I believe the word, I believe what he said over what I feel. I believe the word and what he said over what I feel. Therefore now, by faith, just as I received Jesus... By faith, I'm going to take a step into his throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. This will set you free. You need grace in your life, God's ability, his unmerited favor, on and on and on. There's like a book this thick just about grace, about everything he is. You need that, you have complete and full access You guys with me? Complete and full access. Now, real life for me. And we're going to close it up here. Real life for me. I struggled with this for years. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to deny it. Struggled with it, struggled with it, struggled with it. And it took me listening to some random guy on YouTube in my office in the old building, believe it or not. And he said, this is how you do it. He said, you believe God 
and then you just go for it. And I was like, but I'm afraid. I'm saying this in my own head. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And you know what I said? You know what I said? I said, it is the, the, the gain of my relationship with my father is greater than any fear that I could ever have. He's always greater. And so I closed my eyes and I literally took a step of faith. You saw me open a door earlier. That's what he told me to do. He said, you stand there, you open a door into his throne room, and you just take a step in, and you believe that God is now hearing you. You believe that you are righteous. You believe his presence is there now, and all this other stuff. And I'll tell you what, guess what? I took a step of faith and believed his word, and wham! If you were asleep, you're now awake. (laughs) Guess who was there the whole time? (laughs) it was amazing that's why i was in my own home you know what i'm saying you know okay not home but in the office all right so now that we've got this what are the possibilities man i'm telling you the possibilities are amazing the more you spend like spend with the father you feel like him you start to think like he thinks you use your faith like he intended you to use his faith that he gave you you guys with me you guys with me you smell like him Mm. and then other people look at you and see the glory of god on your life and they say i want to be around those people because those people smell good (laughs) and that's what happens not only this but man Y'all feel unfulfilled in your walk with the Lord? Oh my goodness. Check this out. I'm not going to have you raise your hands. All this fulfillment comes flooding through. All this fulfillment comes flooding through. And instead of like, oh, I see a sick person. God, I know I have to obey you. I'm going to go over there, lay my hands on them, and just kind of hope, because I don't really feel like it. Hope this works. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. Now it's like this. Find me a sick person, because they're going to get healed. It's no longer a burden. It's not a, this relationship is not, no longer a burden now. I have to read my Bible. Ah! It's like, oh my goodness, I'm turning my Bible app, come on youth, on all night long, and I'm going to listen to the Word of God as I sleep, and as I'm awake, and as I'm brushing my teeth, and when I'm in the shower, I put it on the ledge, and it's reading to me Romans, because Romans is like the craziest book ever, and you have the whole entire book highlighted, because it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? That's what happens, and that's what's produced out of that relationship. That's why we pray. You guys with me? All right. Let's take like 30 seconds since my time is up. I want you to do 30 seconds. I want you to boldly take that step, and I want you all to put your stuff away real quick. Put your stuff away real quick. 30 seconds here. I want you all to close your eyes. And just as he led me, I'm going to lead you into really quickly. I want you guys not to feel like you're not worthy. I want you guys to say this with me. Say, Jesus died on the cross for me and made me perfect, sin free. Now I'm just like my father and I can go to him right now. And by faith, I step into my father's presence.
Now I want you guys just to sit there for about 30 seconds and listen to the Father. Woo-wee. Holy smokes, y'all. Hmm. been a minute right there. I want y'all to look at me. I am so sorry to interrupt that conversation. I wish we had the time of all this week just to sit here. But listen, did y'all hear the Father? Was that amazing? You can do that all the time, wherever you are. Put your eyes on Him. Put your focus on Him. Lean back on what Jesus did, and you have access, bam, to your Father. Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, to take away all of our sins. Father, I thank you that you've made us perfect through Jesus, that your love is just so amazing, that it covers, it heals, it washes us. Father, we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name.